What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Michelle, and Mike, and we are discussing episode five of The Last of Us. Um, I'm just going to start this episode off by saying, Mike, I get it. You said it last week. You were like, yeah, this show is teaching us don't get caught up. Don't get attached to nobody past an episode. Mm. I like Kathleen. No. Yes, you were right. She was a two episode character. I got it. It made sense. But boy, when I tell you this episode between between me realizing something was not going to go right and having to deal with that and seeing what came out of the tunnel. I was like, when I tell y'all I was doing all kinds of this and standing up on my couch or, you know, putting my feet up on the couch, trying to get away from the tea. Y'all, this show is going to stress me the fuck out. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, fucking, I, and they going to, they going to have to stop with these freaking emotional, emotional, like train wreck hit shit. Like I'm, I'm like, I was, I, to take, I got, I'll be, I'll admit I was kind of someone who watched, who played the game, kind of spoiled me about what was going to happen to Sam, but I oh, you still wasn't ready. Are you serious? Tell folks, don't spoil. I, I but it was too late. It already happened. I was like, ah, well, I I kind of figured it. I was like, okay, fine. But yeah, the way it happened and what happened afterwards was just fucking heartbreaking. I'm like, y'all got to quit playing with my emotions like this. It's like I I'm like you. I'm like I can't deal with this. I mean, I'm. Like scare me, like show me big ass mushroom head headed fucking monsters that move like nemesis and fucking, <laughs> and fucking what's it that move like fucking nemesis? Like show me those motherfuckers. Like don't just pull my heartstrings with like this shit. Like Henry's face was heartbreaking after he shot Sam. I was mm, like, we're, we're, like he was just we're, like, we're, mm, mm, like, we're not gonna I go was, there yet. I can't, I can't do it yet. I can't do it. It, it hurt. That we're, shit hurt. I was we'll like, get to man. that. Y'all tripping. Y'all tripping. I mean, it was a good episode. It's like Kathleen got exactly what the fuck she deserved. Fuck that. I mean, I understood, but nah. Okay. I get it. We're gonna go into it because because I have I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. So anyway, let let's start from the top of the episode. So we were introduced to Kathleen's character in the last episode, and this episode starts out with the falling of the Kansas City um, Federal. And let me say this too. So when we were talking about the introduction of Kathleen's character, I kept saying that, you know, I knew Melanie Linsky from, from stuff, but I never knew her name. There was one particular role that kept sticking in my head. And I was like, I know, like, there's a particular thing that I remember her from and I couldn't think of it. I was rewatching the episode today. And for some reason, the scene in the bedroom brought it back for me. She's the lady who had the baby in the bar in Sweet Home, Alabama. And that's what was sticking in my head. And not only that, she was the nice stepsister in Ever After. You know, Ever After is one of my absolute favorite movies. But she was Jacqueline. She was the one, you know, who was like, I'm just here for the food. I was like, yes, that's her. So I don't know if that kind of informed <laughs> the way I looked at Kathleen after that. Because I was like, not that I agreed with what Kathleen did. But it's like, one thing about this episode, there were so many shades of gray with the characters. 
and it's like yeah. you could uh, from from our standpoint you could see the bad and what they did but then when you get a little more information it's kind of like okay but was it really bad like like with the fall of of the kansas city fedra the episode literally starts out i believe this is the actual night that fedra fell and this takes place about 10 days before ellie and joel actually arrive in kansas city so you see like all the images of revolution you see the flares going off you see like chaos in the streets you hear people chanting freedom 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 fuck fedra fuck fedra you see soldiers fedra soldiers being attacked you see them being beaten being tortured being shot being hung you see one one soldier being drugged down the street and he's got knives all in his mm -hmm. body i was like okay when you look at it from that first standpoint there are either two things that's going in your mind one is the revolutionaries are crazy as fuck or that military deserved what they got you know what i'm saying it's a little bit of both it's like a little bit of both i think it's like yeah i mean, I mean the femur agents probably got exactly what they deserved I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. A lot of them were douchebags. They got what they deserve. Fine, but I mean, it's like Henry, they, ba they basically turned. It. Henry said yeah, they I mean, raped, tortured, and and murdered people for twenty years. Yeah, that's true. But it's like they. I mean, but then it's like they basically. I mean, it was like Lord of the fucking flies. It's like as soon as, soon as they, as soon as they killed all the fer, fer, the Fenra agents, it's like they basically just everybody associated with him they killed him it's like there's no even when they when they were talking to the the group of group of snitches in the cell it's like they were like we'll give you a fair trial yeah sure just tell us where henry is da, da, da. and it's like he was like you're gonna give him a fair trial she's like Psh, no kill kill all the bitches it's like she she had no intention of letting any of them survive and it's like she basically just let them on it's like I mean, I, I get okay. it, but it, that, that doesn't make it any any less douchey that she did it like that. I mean, she might I as well just curse. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would call it douchey though, because if you if you listen to her, and you look at you look at all of the people that are in there, and when she comes in and she gives the speech, she was like, um, you know, she told Paris, she was like, you know, I used to be so scared of these people in here, and look at them now. Every single person that was in there was a snitch and not just oh you know oh i'm gonna tell you know that you did such and such like to the point where fedra took the people that they snitched on and killed them jailed them tortured them like put them in in situations where it's like that's not something that you can just take back with a simple apology oh i'm sorry i told on you those were yeah, but yeah. but okay. but but they gave you the other perspective from the the snitches' perspective. And with I Henry. get that too. But whereas that, I mean, yeah. there was reasons why. why, like if someone, if your family member is literally dying and you need the medication, and Fedra has the medication, and they say, "Well, we'll give it to you if you tell us something," mm -hmm. and like. This you were talking about the gray areas. I think that's one of the things that this show does. It's basically showing you that there is no black and white. Everything mm -hmm. is gray. Yeah. At any point in time, you can be on one side or the other, and everyone has valid reasons. 
Like, who wouldn't save a family member mm -hmm. by giving right. up someone that you don't know or oh, someone yeah, that yeah. you don't have an attachment yeah. to? You know, and, and, and looking at those that. people and looking at those people in there, it's like I see people who look like they probably snitched for really good reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't look like they were mean or vindictive people. They look just like everyone else. Right. But here's Trying to thing. survive. So... I feel like if it wasn't so personal for her, she probably could even be like, oh, okay, yeah, I understand. But what we find out through the course of the episode is that her her brother was the original leader of the resistance. And from what Henry says when he's talking about him to Joel, this was a good man. This was a man who was fair. This was a man who was a great leader who was forgiving. And in order to save his brother, Henry gave him up. And of course, he he ended up being executed. So, I mean, I understand their viewpoint. But at this point, too, I kind of sort of, it, it's, again, it's that great thing. I understand her viewpoint. She's like, okay, look, um, I just want Henry and you guys can go. Which, of course, I knew I was like, she's not going to let them go. But up until that point. I was just kind of like, okay, she's she's like hyper-focused on Henry. And we talked about this in the last episode. Like you have other bigger concerns that like we said, turn around to bite her in the ass. But she was so hyper-focused on this person. I was like, okay, maybe it is all, of, you know, just about him. But then as we talk, as you, as she talks and she talks to Perry and then you see her later on in the episode, just the things that she says, I was looking at her like, at first, I kind of sort of understood where you were coming from. But then you realize she, it's almost like she has no humanity. And is the even the way she talks about herself, she's been like this. You know, she, she talks about her brother. She was like, my brother was a beautiful person. I'm not, I've never been. And I love that. It, it was so weird. I, well, I won't even say weird. It was very eerie how calculating she was with everything. Like at the beginning, she, yeah, she was a little sarcastic and she was a little upset. Given what she's been through, I could understand that. But then when you see the way that she interacts with everyone else and, you know, the way that she talks to Henry when she does finally find him, I was like, she is a cold calculating bitch. Like she has no remorse. She has no, like there is no second thought in her. Like, oh man, as the episode went on, I was like, wow, I feel like she's scarier than the clickers. And that is what they actually needed to overrun Fedra to get free. You're right. I can tell you that her brother, they wouldn't be at this point right here. Uh -uh. What was Fedra would still be involved. He was like, your brother was a great leader. We loved him, but he didn't change things. You did. You did. And you, so. it is just one of those things where it's kind of like, yeah, I, I think you have to be that kind of cold in order to make some things happen again. We're, we're going to go back to the walking dead comparisons. As much as people don't like him, Negan was one of those people. He shut off his emotions and he was like, okay, we're going to do what we need to do so that I can keep everyone safe. Now he took it a bit to the extreme because he got a God complex, but 
at the beginning, him, the governor, even Alpha to an extent, they had to become cold calculating people in order to do the things that needed to be done. Because if you have a conscience and you're trying to do this, it doesn't work, you know? Right, but what she's what she's lacking, her um her cons is that she's still stuck on her brother issues. If she didn't have that, we can continue on. We wouldn't have the mess that we had at the end of the episode. Girl. Because her she's just tunnel vision, tunnel vision. And her tunnel vision they were able to get free and they could have done that without her tunnel vision but she could have become a great leader and spread to other communities if she just left it alone but she couldn't leave it alone i don't know about but she, wouldn't be, but she wouldn't be where she is if it wasn't for her tunnel vision no 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 no. she already told you that's the type of person she was her brother was holding her down he had the cap on that bottle and when he was gone that cap came off because she told you i wasn't a nice person Mm-hmm. I've never been that. Yeah. Also, also, if she if she wouldn't have had tunnel vision, she probably would have solved that little little cave in problem, and the and the end probably wouldn't have been as bad as it was too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because because her her left her lieutenant was like, "Do you want to take care of this? Should we take care of this?" She's like, "No, find Henry. Find Henry. Fuck off. Fuck that. We'll deal with right. it later. Just yeah, lock the see, door. Find Henry." Even at like, the beginning I'm of like, this episode, when she was still like. Okay, he's still in the city. Everybody needs to spread out, find him, kill him, whatever. And Perry was like, "You really want to do this now?" She was like, "Why is he your seven? Is he a se- what would she say a seventh priority for you? He's not yeah. for me. Like, is he for you?" And I think Perry was trying to look at her like, "Bitch, we got bigger fish to fry." But, but even he even didn't wanna, even he didn't the... want to out her in front of everybody else. As far as like, yo, we got other things to worry about. But even at the her. end, even at the end, when she was hitting the fan, she's still trying to hunt them down. Like that's what just, I'm saying. That just let I mean, it go. At that point, just let it go. Like you could have saved yourself, save yourself, but you just couldn't let she it. She couldn't let it go. Like literally, you have dozens of people over here dying for you. Well, not dying for you, but they're dying, mm-hmm. and you have an out. Like Perry made it so that you could get away safe. And you still got to come back and be like, I was like, you know what? You At this point, yeah, you really deserve to die. Because you could have all she had. All she had was, another day. All she had was revenge. She had nothing else. Like, that that was her motivating factor. That was her driving force. I hear, I hear <laughs> Edmund Dantes in my head. Yes, <laughs> you just that's said, exactly that. who I was thinking <laughs> of. That's all I have. My hate is all I have left. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, and that's all she had. That's Red all high. she had. That's all I was yeah. gonna do the quote, but you beat me to it. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, okay. But then, but then you kind you kind of have to look at it like this. It's like that's like I mean, look, her and Henry ended up being kind of in the same situation where her her brother was her only her last connection to the past and her family and like like the last. Thing she had to cling to really no no she, no her, he wasn't her, her mother had, her, her mother, mother is still alive no okay she had she had her mother but but her brother was obviously really i mean it's it's a sibling thing it's like siblings and parents are different it's like you get along better with your siblings because you grew up together and it's like when you lose a sibling that that's a different kind of hurt and it's like i don't think her mom was really involved in all this either anyway so it's like when they both lose their siblings it's like they have a they both have kind of a 
their their mindset is like fuck what am i gonna do now and it's like you they have to cling to something but it's like in the end henry had nothing to cling to so i think henry's was a little bit different and we'll we'll, we'll get to his because because yeah. that's something that like we got to go in depth with all of that stuff but um but mm-hmm. i mean i see what yeah. you're saying but it's I, I guess it's just one of those things like you you have people around you who you trust. Obviously, Perry was one of those people. She should have yeah. one one good quality or one quality about a good leader. And this is why when you said she could have been a great leader, nah, Michelle, she wouldn't have been a great leader. She would have been a leader. She wouldn't have been a great leader because in order to be great, you have to be willing to listen to the people around you. Wait, 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 wait. And I meant great for this time. I didn't mean great overall. Like, no, she great for <laughs> what they were doing. You understand what I'm saying? When you got to take over yeah. and kill some people out in the street, she great for that. Yeah. Okay. No you know, hesitation you can whatsoever. No hesitation. But, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to lay on her all this mess because I'm going to tell you, this happened to me. And it was my sister too. I I do the same thing. Now, probably at the end though, I'll go hide and then hunt them down later. Right, right. I'm not finna like, oh, I'm finna try to kill you right now. And there's a click. Or, or I wouldn't I wouldn't stand there holding the gun on and be like, stop, shoot him. This I mean, shoot. <laughs> See, it's like it says it's standing there, stop. One. <laughs> two, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk three, about people four, and, and like, these the these these gun situations. I'm gonna get to that because I got a pro- I got an issue with the person who was in the house too. But anyway, <laughs> so let, let, let's let go back to the beginning. So at the beginning, we kind of see the, um, we're introduced to Sam and Henry and Edelman, the, the doctor that Kathleen killed in the previous episode. So apparently he was the one who helped Henry and Sam get away, which is what we figured when she realized that, you know, he knew where they were. Now, it was interesting to see them. First of all, I love the fact that they changed the characters enough that uh, Sam is deaf because I don't think that was the case in in the video game. So it wasn't. I, yeah. So I love the fact that they that they had that inclusion because again, I'm always fascinated when you have people like that who are surviving in a situation like this, like a zombie apocalypse or, an, uh, you know, just any kind of situation where danger is always on the forefront. You know, we get that in uh, The Walking Dead with Connie and Kelly. Connie was the first, you know, completely deaf person that I've ever seen in a show or in a setting like this who has survived. You know, I think at in The Walking Dead's timeline, they're now like, roughly 14 15 16 years into this thing and you have to think for a world where so much of your survival depends on noise or the lack of it it's always very interesting to 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 sit here and try to figure out how a deaf person would maneuver in this kind of world and so we always get it, well, we got it in Walking Dead from a grown-up's point of view. To see it from a child's point of view, that was so interesting because I feel like 
even though yes he is a child and he can't hear the noise he's making like when they're in the building walking and his brother kind of says something he knows he's like am I being noisy and when his brother says yeah noisy he takes a lot of care trying to maneuver around the glass to make sure that he doesn't hear even though he can't hear what's going on he still takes that that care on the other hand his brother and ellie making all the fucking noise in the world like in the they tunnel, were when they got into the neighborhood like like joe said so much goddamn talking can y'all shut the fuck up until you are free and clean from this <laughs> i mean well, Henry, Henry didn't have to keep saying, see, just like I told you, I was right. See, I'm right. Just like it's I told you. It's so like, loud. Like, like, dude, there Bruh. is nothing around. Your sound is going to carry all these empty buildings. These, I was sitting here, I was like simultaneously scared and frustrated. I was like, if y'all don't shut the fuck up, when y'all are making noise in the, in, in the tunnels, he comes down. Yes. Yeah, the plan is good, dude. Do you not know the plan is good, 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 good. You see, what didn't help me was Michelle had just watched The Quiet Place and The Quiet Place 2 again. And I'm sitting there thinking, and you know, in my head, I have because you know, the girl is deaf, so I'm thinking, man, they're making a lot of noise because in that movie, you can't make no noise, right? You know, and she's deaf too, so I I started drawing those parallels. Mm -hmm. See, I haven't seen the second one, I've seen the first one. And again, it's like one of those things where when you grow up and you know that this is there's this danger, it's kind of like, okay, shut up. Like I realize y'all have been in y'all have been in the quarantine zone. So I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like, you know, we we talk Walking Dead again, Ale- the Alexandrians. Like they go out on scouts and everything before Rick's group comes. But I don't think they really know the true danger of what's outside the walls. And I kind of sort of feel like um henry is the same way like you really don't understand like you've seen him and you maybe have heard of him but just like he tells joel like they drew most of the infected and clickers out of the city that they drove them underground he said 15 years ago and then that particular tunnel they cleared out three years ago Sam mm-hmm. would have never seen these things because he's probably lived in the quarantine zone his entire life. And most of and most of Henry's life, they weren't a, they really weren't around. Right. But yeah. Henry is old enough if if he hasn't seen them, he's old enough to know how serious the situation is. And I'm sure somebody in the quarantine zone told him hey these things are attracted to noise i'm sure they told everybody this so like hey we need y'all to keep your voices down we need y'all to do this we need y'all to do that i know it's not just the boston uh, quarantine zone that knew this information well it is possible that that the way their federal was running they had other things to be concerned about they were they were and with henry that's pretty much he was more scared of kathleen than the clickers anyway so he just knew he couldn't defeat them and that's why he needed joel but other than that, they have no experience. They just heard stories. The danger is her, not them. And before that, it was Fedra. So for him growing up, Fedra was the danger, not the clickers and the whatchamacallit. Mm-mm. 
the other infected. It was, it was, however, it was again, however, that was a more could, immediate danger. However, they still could have been Kathleen's people down there, so you still could be quiet, like, okay, we're down here now. Let's see what happens. Not okay, we're good to go. I like I Joe. Mean, like, at least wait until he was like, damn, we only been down here for two seconds. Right, right. <laughs> now, I will say, once they got into the little the little schoolhouse room, they could have closed the doors. Okay. I didn't mind so much that little scene because yes, even though I felt like the kids were still being too loud, it was still nice to see them being able to be kids because I'm pretty sure they haven't had the opportunity to do that very often. I mean, think about it. Ellie grew up in Fedra, um, going to Fedra schools in the Fedra orphanage. They teach those kids military tactics. So she probably has not had a chance to like really be a child. Sam, maybe the same and then he's been on the run for the last 11 days so he probably needed something to get loose but even with that i was just kind of like y'all y'all still making too much noise like it could be a straggler down there i mean we kicking kicking soccer balls against the wall go Uh, can we stop please right well side said though the people who were in there they're not in there anymore why right and side, um, just side note, I was just talking to a, a game player, and they would have liked um, an extended like story or flashback of what happened in that daycare area. I'm gonna call it the daycare area because there was a lot of things that happened with that situation. Because mm. it was like a group of people took kids down there, and they survived for a long time, and then you know, clickers came, the infected came, and then. They did some things to make sure that, you know, kids don't become infected. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, and it looks Let like your that mind didn't... wander with that, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it looks like that didn't work too well because we saw one of the deadliest clickers at the end of the at the Right. End so of they the kinda show. changed that story up a little bit so we can get a, a kid clicker, but um yeah. I mean kids die all the time. Yeah, so it was a it was a major story line with that day not daycare but that's just that area about the people who went underground okay yeah but i mean i know i'm, I'm scared of the kid clickers because that they they move different <laughs> no she's like doing backflips she's doing backflips in a damn suv i'm like what different. the fuck like you she was like like bend, all bendy and shit i'm like uh-uh no so- uh-uh so let me tell you when when she first got in and i think it was so interesting because of course during that time you know joel is picking off the clickers trying to protect ellie and he hesitates i think when he first sees this clicker trying to get into the truck where she is because he realizes it's a kid and that he's gonna have to shoot this thing but when he starts and she gets in the thing and she starts twisting and turning i said they got a fucking contortionist in here i'm out i'm done no, absolutely not. And and that was and uh I think they said that little girl's an eight year old or nine year old gymnast and contortionist that they got to play that mm-hmm. role. I was like, Mm-mm. I've already no, said this no, once. Man. I said it with mm-hmm. World War Z when 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 zombies are moving a certain way, I'm not trying to no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If I would have saw her coming after me, I would have been like, you know what, I'm just I'm done. I'm just mm-mm. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Mm-mm. Shoot, I can't deal. But um, okay, we're we're gonna go ahead and go to that part because 
it's like I know there's some other stuff that happened in you know throughout the episode. But oh. we, we no, okay. So well, let's let's start let's start with this. What what cheat code did Joe put in to get infinite infinite um ammo? He, I don't think I don't think he, 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 he would shoot. He, I mean, the guy no, was sitting was, right there at the window, and he probably had all his ammo it, there. First it, of all, oh, no, let's, but let's, he, let's hold on, hold on. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about this too. Okay, so when Joel and Henry and the kids they come up from the tunnels, and they're walking in in the neighborhood, and you know, of course, somebody starts shooting at them. Now this dude, it obviously sees them because he's shooting right at them every time they stick their head up from a car he's shooting at them joel gets the idea okay you know what is it seems like it's just one person i'm gonna go around to the back of the house and i'm gonna try and take him from behind this dude is shooting at joel as he's running around his house so my question is you know somebody is coming around the back side of your house oh fuck are you still shooting ahead at the kids somebody coming after you and you know this because every time he goes you're shooting in his area you know this man is moving towards the side of your house why are you still taken by surprise when he finally shows up in the room and you're not a good shot two things I'm going to say as a gamer this is game accurate because NPCs are shit that's number one yeah okay number two Number two, he also was, his objective was to pin them down long enough. Like, he didn't know how long it would take for Kathleen to come. So he he knew he had to buy some time, so he keep the kids pinned down. He knew Joel was coming, so there wasn't anything he could do about that. But he could keep the kids from moving, which was the point. Hey, maybe, maybe he thought, maybe he thought three, Joel was abandoning. Number three... NPCs or shit. So they, they, that that's all I'm gonna say. They, they don't. I'm sitting here looking okay. at him like, dude. And then he comes in the room. He has the gun on you. Like you really think that you're gonna move quick enough to turn around with the whole fucking rifle <laughs> before he gets a shot off? Like really, but, really? But the thing is, Joel. Even Joel's like, oh, he's a crap shooter. Like he's a shit. It's not, he, he sucks. So Joel is like, yeah, I'm going to go. So first of all, Kathleen sees a guy who really is not a good sniper. And he's up there with a rifle shooting. Yeah. He and, wasn't supposed to hit anybody. Yeah. That was her point. Or, yeah. or maybe she didn't think that Henry would be able to get that far. Well, she thought no, enough. No, she did. Because she thought she enough, had someone there. She thought enough to have someone there she waiting. She did. Waiting. But she wasn't going to put her best sniper up there because she wants them alive. She would kill that old man if that old man killed Henry and Sam. She wanted that pleasure. She just needed, he just needed to pin them down and, about and him sometimes. Yes. You and see, he could worry about Joel because right. he knew he was going to be a dead man one way or another. Yes. But my, I have a favorite line NPCs are shit. Right. And <laughs> do you trust me? Yes, I trust Wait, you. Stop. All right. All right, I Aladdin. Mean... This is not a whole new world. Look. And he, <laughs> he he did the damn he did the damn infinite stuff. Look, in games you don't have infinite fucking ammo. He shot at like he shot at least twenty times. I did not see a bucket of bullets sitting next to him. I did not see a stack of clips sitting next to him. All I saw was him with a bolt action rifle, 
shooting and reloading. No, but there shooting. was there was one moment where he tried to shoot and and I think either the gun jammed or he ran out of he ran out of ammo. So at that point, you know, they started showing us the action, what was going on down on the ground with all the infected. And I think Ellie was trying to save Sam and, and Henry at this point. So I think at that point, he probably did reload. I mean, it kind of would have been, I feel like it would have been redundant for them to show us him reloading when there was so much other shit going on that we really needed to be paying attention to. No, right. he was when, pressing when, when X. You could have just showed, when you could have just shown him shooting consistently, like twenty shots. Sure, okay, fine. but Mike, he was pressing X. Reload. Exactly, he was pressing. Reload. No, he was pressing Reload. up, down, up, down, left, right, X, <laughs> X, select, infinite ammo. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, yeah, but but my my thing is like he told the guy he was like, "Don't make me do it." Like, "Don't make me do it." But the guy, I'm telling you, in his mind, he's like. Kathleen's going he knows Kathleen. She's gonna Kathleen's kill, gonna kill, gonna kill me the way. Either way. Either you're gonna kill me or Kathleen's gonna kill But I'm a dead man either way. Right. If he if he shoots the kids, he's gonna die. If he lets them get past them, he's gonna die. If he lets you take his weapon, he's gonna die. One way or another. He and he's like, fuck it, I'm old. <laughs> 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 but and then like, also, come on, we gotta make some, we gotta make some smarter decisions. I'm just right? mad his name was loud in the empty <laughs> Right, but then also, like seriously, Henry and Sam, Henry and Sam, how many people do you need to bring with you? <laughs> she brought everybody. Sam, everybody, all the trucks, all the people. <clears throat> What movie was that? Send everyone. <laughs> what movie was that? I don't think I don't think it. It comes to me. And, and it's know, crazy when you think about it like about. that because just like Henry said when he was telling Joe, he was like, "Me holding that empty gun on you, you know." At the at the end of last episode, that's how we are introduced to Henry and Sam. They they come upon Joe and Ellie while they're sleeping, and they hold them at gunpoint. The guns were empty. Henry tells Joe he was like. Me holding that empty gun on you—that's the—that's the closest I've ever been to being a violent man. I'm sure Kathleen knew this, but you had to make a point. Even when when Henry was like, "I will give myself up, just let the kids go," she was like, "No, that's not how this is gonna go, bitch. You got what you were looking for right here. What are you gonna do with a child that has nothing to do with you and a child who is deaf who can't do nothing like?" Did you hear what she said? He he was supposed to die, so he, he has he, to die. He has to die. <laughs> he has no leverage. He has he no no. I, I understand. No, he no bargaining. He has he has no if he lives, he lives. If that he tunnel dies, vision. That's what got her ass got in the in the first place. That tunnel she, But he had he had he has no leverage whatsoever. It's like he can't bargain with her. He's like, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you myself if you let the kids go. She's like, no, no, uh-uh. no, we're not doing this. Like you said, tunnel vision. She's like, fuck that shit. Just bring your ass out here. But like, here's I'm the other, here's all the other issue. Because I because, because I gotta think about it. Joel killed Brian, so it's like she wants Joel too. Like I understand. Here's my other issue with with people and gun handling. If you are looking for this dude and you co- you coming through the street and you're talking all this shit, you got all your other people with their guns waiting. Why the fuck is your gun not in your hand? 
Like literally when he comes out, you take a minute to look at him. You say your little, your little two second monologue, and then you reach for your, your gun should have already been at the red. If you were that serious about killing this dude, because you could have shot him. And once you heard the truck making its descent into the ground, you could have been like, yo, y'all wrap it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lori on this one. It's the classic trope where the villain has to give their speech. Uh, no. Got a monologue. Got a monologue. <laughs> the villain no. has to monologue. But, has to. Yep. Look, correct me if I'm wrong. The Incredibles. What what year did The Incredibles come out? No, you know what? It didn't come out until after 2003, I think. So they wouldn't have known about Syndrome and his no monologues. No. So, no. okay, never mind. Because, because she really could have just pulled a gun out and shot him. Like, we all know why we're here. Like, everybody right. knows why we're here. Just we know why you're it. here. Just do take it. Take care of it. Pull out the gun. Get back them, in the truck. Get in the truck and leave. Go like, back. <laughs> hang them up in Times Square. Whatever you want to do. I, I feel like okay. she fell into that, again, she fell into that classic villain trope where it's kind of like, I need the satisfaction of being able to look into your eyes and you knowing that I got you, that I, I felt like that's what it was. It was kind of like an ego thing, not, or maybe not, maybe not an ego thing, but it's basically a, like, you evaded me and I finally caught you. And now I'm going to get my revenge. Like she had to let him know. Like he didn't notice when he came up from behind the car with his hands up, like he, he was about to die. You don't have to sit there and and milk the moment for what it's worth. You are not in the in in the type of situation where that is necessary. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Of course, she had to because this is this is the moment that she's been waiting for. She's yes. probably practiced this speech every <laughs> practiced this speech ever since he she, ever since he got away from her. Ever since she was she's like like she she he knew she knew that she wanted to she wanted to say this shit get this shit off her chest before she put a bullet in him. But it's like I mean it's just like in the last action hero. Where like F. Murray Abraham is monologuing, then the kid gets him and he monologues and he gets caught. And it's like you, you can't mon I mean, you just can't monologue because nothing good can happen. Nothing right. good comes of it. I think I, mean, I think no, I think no country in. I think no country for old men, he just walked up to people and shot them. Like yeah, there was he, no monologue. <laughs> I, we know why you're here. You monologue from the time you got out of the truck and you started looking you're you're saying sh you're already talking shit to the dude like you're already letting him know hey we got you cornered there's nowhere else you can go you knew where he was just walk around there and shoot him and, and yeah, they were, they were the running business. in the middle of the street while the truck was was bulldozing cars <laughs> they were running straight down the middle of the street and then went to the left and they were like you're like you know where they are they're right there right they're like just just shoot they all really all she had to do, if but she wanted to do it herself, but she could have just said, "Shoot him! Just, just start, just, just make that shit Swiss cheese and let's go." Yeah, I, I do have a gripe though. You know, Joel up there popping headshots, but he can't, he can't pop Kathleen's head. Like, I think <laughs> she's okay, standing so right there. I think he was going to. I think he was going to. Then the truck, truck got he got swallowed. I think up. that too because I think. Yeah. I think his whole thing first was protecting the three from the infected and the clickers because you see they got, well, of course, they got ex especially close, we find out at the end of the episode, but like they were really close, I think. His whole thing, first of all, his focus is protecting Ellie 
Yes, I feel like at this point he is starting to care for her as more than just cargo, but at the same time, she is still cargo. She is still the objective for him to get to Wyoming and to pass her off so they can do whatever it is so that this shit that I'm looking at right here does not continue to happen. So I think that was his first focus. I think he got to a point where he was about to shoot Kathleen when she started talking about Sam and she was like, He's supposed to die. She was like, what you think? Just because he's your brother, like just because he's a kid that the whole world is going to revolve around him for a person who lost his child to hear someone discounting, you know, Mm -hmm. another child like that. I think Mm -hmm. that was when Joe was like, oh, this bitch got to die. And I think he was getting ready to shoot her. And then when she pulled that gun up and you heard the truck, all of them went like, what is but, that mm-hmm. and then you could see no they knew what it was it was yeah well, and well, before Henry, and also i i, I think he was fine with henry being shot because he still you know he doesn't agree with collaborators so he was like okay he's just gonna do his penance and that's his penance but, but as no, long as the kids he, are okay I think, good. I think what when they were in the room i think he understood why henry did it because he as, did as, but he wasn't really said, trying to save him like you said, when it came to when she said she wasn't gonna let the kids go, he was like, I'm about to pop up and press my ex up, down, whatever, reload and get her. Because yeah, he could have been shot her when he stood been, I don't up. think it was a uh I'm gonna let him die because he's a collaborator. I think I think No, I'm thinking he wasn't to, going to shot. I know, but what I'm saying Ooh. is I think caregiver to caregiver, whatever judgment or whatever feelings he had towards henry once he heard henry's story i think he was kind of like okay you know what because if i had had sarah i would have done the same thing so i don't think that was the issue i think he would have let henry die because he was like okay henry is giving himself up to save these kids so that is right that is an acceptable sacrifice but i don't think it was any i don't think there was anything personal attached to it oh no i wasn't saying more so joel like thinking logically like oh okay so this works he gives himself up the kids can go free okay but when kathleen started saying all the shit about kids and oh what makes you think he wasn't supposed to die and blah 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 i think joel was like nope this bitch gotta go no, I'm I'm agreeing with you with that. I'm not saying that he was thinking, okay, he was a collaborator. I'm thinking he knew he was a collaborator. He's giving himself up. That's what you do, but I got to save the kids. Mm-hmm. So similar to yours, it's just that it's going to be okay because he's giving himself up. Mm-hmm. He did something yeah. that he shouldn't have done, but I understand why he did it. But Sam is not involved. Sam had no part in this. Mm-mm. Ellie had no part in this. I don't have a part in this. Right. Yeah, like I, I happened to kill your guy because they came after me. So right. which, which was which was fair. I mean, look, all I'm trying to do is get to my brother, and I just happened to drive through. It, y'all, y'all did all of this. I don't have nothing. I don't want to I don't even want to be here. <laughs> I, I, I have a side note and a side thought. Well, it's a side note, side thought. Mm-hmm. Um with little I know of Joel so far. It seems like I don't think anybody really want to mess with him too much. We because like on the first episode. I'm just saying like if someone kidnaps Ellie or hurts Ellie, I, I fully believe he's gonna go full terminator mode and eliminate everyone. No, he's gonna go Liam Neeson taking mode. He's that's like, what I was thinking. Yeah, I think, 
Yeah, I, I think he has a set of skills in this pandemic. He has a. He, it seems like he has a capability to just switch it on and go into like God mode and just. But what yeah. did he tell her that he's determined? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's determined. Yeah, that's a, that, yeah, that's what he, that's what he holds left trigger, right trigger, and hit start. It's like God mode. Because he's like he has this ability to 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 size up a certain situation and come up with all the possible outs and he's solutions. Very focused. Yeah. Very focused. And and he seems kind of unshakable in that focus, except for like I said, in this situation, once you see that Ellie is in the danger that she's in. I think that started rattling him a little bit because again, he's starting to care about her. I mean, even the the emphatic way that both of them when uh Henry made a mistake and was like, Yeah, your dad, and they were both like, She's not she's not my daughter, or I'm not her dad, he's not my dad. I think in a sense, that was kind of like to remind themselves, like, oh, this is not who we are to each other, because like I said, I feel like they've gotten a little more comfortable with each other and you can kind of see them having that dynamic now whereas when they first met it was kind of like a fuck you fuck you type thing I mean literally that's that's Ellie's favorite word and she I believe she did say that to him a couple of times but it's like now that that whole that whole attitude is different and I don't know, maybe when he was in that window, he started realizing, okay, you know what? She is more than just cargo. I need to protect her. Like, I feel like in a sense, he was he was reliving Sarah's death, even though the circumstances were really different. They were still the same. There's a child that is in danger and I need to be able to save her, you know? And I mean, the way the, these... The way these clickers came out, first of all, when that when that truck fell into the ground, I was like, oh, there's a tunnel there. And then you start hearing the noises. I was like, y'all sitting here looking like y'all can't believe what that is. I would have taken off. Because again, those clickers respond to noise. Why would you start shooting your guns? Just take take the fuck off. Take the fuck off. There's enough of you out there. If you're running in different directions, you would have at least maybe confused a couple of them trying to figure out which way to go. Take the fuck off. Sit or at least get in the trucks. At least get I, in the trucks. I, I don't I know mean, if those it, trucks would would have would have helped or harmed. But it's like no, they would they would have helped me go. They would have helped me shift into reverse and get back to where the fuck I came from. Right. That's exactly what it was. I, I just had flashbacks to World War Z. I forgot that these these motherfuckers was fast zombies. They fast as fuck. Dude, the fast way fast. That they came out of this ground, like you hear them, it's kind of like like a geyser. Damn, boosh! The 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 first infected that came up, he kept getting trampled. Like it took him four tries to even get a running start because every time he would start running, somebody would run over him. He'd fall to the ground. He'd get back up. Somebody else would run over. He'd fall down and he'd get back up. I was like, I was just looking at that when they were coming out. I was like, oh my God, they they keep coming. And that was not CGI. Those were all people. I I was looking and it's at like, it's like they yeah. were talking about the bloater costume. Um, We'll talk about that bloater. But there were... <laughs> 10 to 15 clickers in that group 
and 40 to 60 infected. They said it took 65 prosthetic artists five hours to apply all of that makeup. And oh, so it was all practical up. and not CGI. Right. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's cool. They started around 3 p.m. because it was a night shoot. Because it was a night shoot. Yeah. To get it done. And that bloater costume, that bloater Shit. costume, they said weighed about 88 pounds. Mm -hmm. And See, the guy wore it is is huge. He's like a bodybuilder. He's like six five, and I'm just like, no, uh -uh. No, when he came no, up out of the ground, when that motherfucker came out the ground, I looked at him and the just the noise he made that I was like, mm -mm, time to go. That, no, you know he made, he made a sound when his hand came up and hit the ground. It made a sound. I was like, "Uh, uh." This would be a problem. I was very, I was underestimating the promos a lot by calling him like a Davy Jones cast off from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh no, Davy Jones's crew has nothing on this this thing. I was well, it's like, like Nemesis from Resident Evil. I was like, "Uh, uh." It's like. Like, I mean, he was plus he plus he was unstoppable. I was like, "What?" Well, I don't know why what's his name thought he was going to do something with his gun. I was like, "He was P Perry. Perry's dumbass." He's like, "Run! Don't look back." I'm like, "You need to run and not look back." He well, over there I trying to shoot was, him and be at this point. He probably figured, "Okay, we're about to die, so let me at least try to protect her." To save her. I think he mm -hmm. knew he was going to die, but I mean, that thing literally ripped his head off. And she's like, the leader. I was like, so she's oh, supposed to run and save herself, but mm -hmm. she just can't. I would have like, been, I would have been like, follow, I would have been like, follow me. We're getting out of here, then just gone. Because as soon as I you saw him, I was like, uh, uh, like I, I would have been, I would have been dead because I would have been frozen in fear. I'd been like, I can't. Kathleen move. was looking like better you than me. She was like, Are you, come with me. He was like, go. She was like, oh, okay. Don't You ain't got to repeat yourself. Yeah, she was gone. You ain't got to say, say twice. Nope. But go on without me. Where'd you go? Oh, but then, shit. of course, she comes back because Henry. I'm just like, when she, when she, when she showed back, when she showed up, and she was like, stop. She didn't even get, I mean, like you said, Anthony, when you told him to stop, you could have just shot. Or you didn't even have to tell him to shot. You are a shit person anyway. Shoot his ass in the back. You're a shit person anyway. Wouldn't have made any difference. Anybody who it would have mattered to, they're fighting for their lives. Chances are nobody's going to see it. If you really, really wanted to kill him, that's all you had to do. It would have been done. Yes, you would still end up dead, but at least you would have gotten the satisfaction of doing what you set out here to do in the first place. Like At least accomplish your goals considering you brought all of your people, all of your soldiers out here with you for them to die. At least accomplish her goal, but she couldn't even do that. She's too busy. She she wants to look him in the face, and I I, I really feel that like that's what it was. Oh, I want you, I want to look in your eyes when I kill you, and that's why you did. No, mm -hmm. that's why all she did. could do is she could either let it go or kill him on sight. She can do either one, and she paid the ultimate price. Ultimate price. Ultimate price. But you know the other I thing too. It. I was kind of, so I don't know, maybe this is not the case, but I was kind of wondering, even the way that she was, I feel like the way that she was so focused on him, and even when he came up from behind the car, the way they were kind of looking at each other and like 
taking it in. I wonder if there was something more between them and that's why the betrayal was even more. Like, were they romantically involved? Were they best friends? Were they really close? And then he did this and that's why she was so focused on him because when they looked at each other when he came from behind the car, it it was a, okay, I, I'm here. I have you, you have me. And it was a, oh, there you are. I have you. But there was something about the way they looked at each other. I was like, there's something more there. I feel like there might've been a close friendship, a relationship. And that's why the betrayal was even like, so, you know, like, I don't know. She was I just think, so hyper-focused on him. I think he was really close to her brother. Because the way he was talking about it, almost like he was a um, a mentee to her brother. Okay. And that means, so he was around them a lot. Yeah. Because that's what kind of, I kind of got that feeling. Michael, yeah. He was around them she, a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she was making it seem like they were her and her brother, then yeah, that would make sense. But I was like, this is not just a random, oh, you ratted my brother out. This is like mm -hmm. deeply, deeply personal. I, yeah. I felt that like for you to have that kind of focus, like, oh, okay, yes, I know that there are clickers that may be coming through this thing, but we're just going to ignore that for right now because I really want to find this dude. Right. Oh, you know what? Y'all could be scouring other buildings, but no, I want everybody to come with me to, yeah. to find. Like, you don't need... 30 men to take in a, a, a two men and two children. Right. So he was really close to um, Michael to the point probably that he defended Henry and was like, oh my gosh, he's like a son or another brother to us. I'm going to take him under my wing. Because that's the ultimate betrayal. When someone is close to your family, mm -hmm. have coming over, mom is cooking them dinner. You know, Chef Boradie from 20 years ago. <laughs> with some seasoning salt on top and now yeah well well i'm gonna I'm throw this out i think she was erring on the side of caution because she didn't know who joel was she thought maybe henry had contacted people outside and that joel was a part of a larger force i think that okay. was something that was i think that was something in the back of her mind because like they didn't know who joel was or, or what was going on with him. Right, but when she saw them, it was just the three of them. It was just Henry, Sam, and Ellie. Right, but she didn't... Shoot! But on the way there, you, she doesn't know. Like, you don't know. Maybe they had a rendezvous with more people. Like, she, she's erring on the side of caution. Like, she's just not going to go there or with Or that the somebody's waiting right. for them on the other side of the bridge. Right. Yeah. She, right. she doesn't know that. She'll come with an army. She's going to come with an army because she doesn't know... What she's it? walking into. What right. She's walking into. Yeah. And she paid the price for coming with the army because you made so much damn noise that your army is now gone. But that's a foregone. That's, that's a foregone. And group. they all heading to but the I'm city. I'm just saying right. one of the reasons why she thing. probably because brought so many, many, so many with her was because she didn't know whether or not Joel was part of a larger force. Yeah. Like he could have been scouted because in her mind, that's what she would have. Right. Done. So what's the saying? You don't bring a knife to a gun party. Gunfight. 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 <laughs> yeah. Is that like a Tupperware party where you're like selling them? <laughs> you don't bring a knife to a Tupperware party. You yeah. definitely don't. <laughs> so the other thing that irritated me because I just saw it in the background, when she does stop him 
or when she does stop them and she's like, stop. And she stands there, she's looking at them. When Ellie looks over because the the clicker child contortionist, whatever, is about to come to Kathleen. Kathleen, when you turned around, your ass should have been shooting. Like you already knew if she was looking over to the side with that look, like Ellie was looking like, oh, you fucked up. If somebody is looking to that side with that look and you already know that there are clickers and infected behind you, I'm going to turn around and I'm immediately shooting at whatever it is I'm turning around to see. We Again, we're talking about tunnel vision that she has. Like She she doesn't want to take her gun off of Henry because she doesn't want him getting away. But she's she like, was already turning shit? towards the clicker. So the gun was already turning with her. Yeah, but she still do- has tunnel vision though. It's like she's she's still only thinking about getting Henry. She's like, I'm not letting you get away. And she's like, What are you looking at? Oh shit. She's not like really like, what's that? I don't like, think she just... was that stupid when she when she saw Ellie's face and she turned around, she knew what she was about to get into. I mean, how she might not have believed Ellie. Maybe she thought Ellie was trying to with all of the stuff that was going on behind you, you knew what you was turning around to see. It was either gonna be a clicker and infected. Or it was going to be Joel with a gun at you. Either way it goes, you dying. That look that Ellie just gave to your left, you're dying. Either way it goes, whatever's behind you, you're about to die. So you should have turned around shooting. But then again, we see that shooting is not her her strong point, which is why she's dead. But still, it's, it's like... I- she didn't shoot anything in either episode. So it's like, I don't think she knows how to shoot. She just knows she how did. to hold the she gun. She shot the doctor. Like- she- and she shot some of these infected. Brian died. Mm-hmm. And she shot some infected. Um, before we go on, I have this question. Mm-hmm. I thought the infected wanted to infect. They came out. They didn't come out infecting. They came out killing. I, I just thought about that too. Rewatching them, wow. like it seemed like they weren't. They were pissed off. They were like well, not I mean, trying because to they got They were trying to kill them. They they they're probably pissed off because one. They've been underground for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So maybe somewhere in that evolution, they went from wanting to infect to, oh, we finna kill the folks who kept us up on, who who starved us for 15 years. That's probably mm-hmm. what it was. It's like, you know, you, you did have infected as well as the clickers. The infected, depending on the stage, they're still part human. So maybe yeah, that anger, may, yeah, it's like, oh, you've kept us down here for so long or you've kept, you know, you've kept them isolated. So I, I don't know, maybe that's all the human and adrenaline that's like, oh, we got to get out of here. We got to do whatever. I, I don't know. They were, they were pissed. And I have a feeling they probably were still infecting people, but it was just a frenzy. And of course, they hear the noise. And what did the clickers do? The clickers attacked when they were in the museum and they heard noise. Right, so it's yeah. like, I feel like for that, they attack first and then infect after that. I I mean, I don't know. I don't know, I mean, but that, like, that little girl wasn't, wasn't trying to, you know, keep Kathleen alive to infect her. She beat the hell out of her face. She, yes, and that's exactly I mean, what happened to that guy they, that was on the ground floor at the museum when Ellie was like, I've seen a clicker and I've... I, they didn't do that well apparently they just look you know you wasn't trying to kill them with machine guns and trucks and all this other stuff they probably looked at Ellie and was like 
oh, she's harmless. We can take care of her and, you know, however they think or communicate or whatever. They were like, okay, she's not a threat. We're just going to go ahead and infect her and be done. But when you have someone that's actively like trying to kill you, I think with any species or organism, your, your survival mode kicks in and you're like, oh, okay, you're trying to kill me. Yeah, let me go ahead and take care of that. Because other than that, yeah, that didn't make sense to me either. I was like, why are they attacking them? But then again, if you know that what's being done to you or what's being shot, you know, the the bullets, the guns, whatever, if you have that whole, what is a hive mind, Borg mentality, like the, 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 the strands that can communicate, they know what death is like because they felt it from other infected so they're probably like oh yeah this is not what we want yeah let's go ahead and take care of this yeah and then also if they're underground and because they're still actually alive so the thing is they thought that this was a barrier and once they get through this barrier then they can go actually infect the rest of the noise the city so now they can go in the city and actually spray it so just like an infection we got to get through that barrier with medication or whatever you're trying to put in your body to stop me. Once I get through that barrier, I can spray it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was oh. there was like there was like one guy that had three of them on him that were like tearing him. They were like pulling him like three different ways, and also like the bloater. I don't think the bloater really was thinking about anything but crushing people. Like right. he, he, was, he was literally just body slamming everybody. He that came dude in came out with. like the Hulk. He was smashing shit. Mm-hmm. Just pick, pick some and just went, it's like the sound their bodies made when they these sound designers are fucking re, fucking ridiculously good like i mean the sound he made when he slammed them down was like it wasn't like boom it was like like uh it's like the closest to a splat that you could get to a human <laughs> body like god damn it sounded gross but it was gross. Yeah, poor perry lost his fucking head so yeah. like that sound like if if you ever have read the word squelch, that's what that sound sounds like. <laughs> that's what that is. It's a squelch. Just God. horrible. At least yeah. I, I was, was. We were watching something, and they were talking about the amount of force that it takes to rip to rip someone's head off is incredible. Like it takes a lot to do that. I mean, they, at least he didn't. At least he didn't suffer he with been, him just like pulling and pulling. And like kind of ringing and pulling and like it's not coming off and like you know just ripping him. He just literally like like he like he ripped a piece of paper. Like goddamn. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw something too. Um, I think somebody it was like one of those one of those shows that talks about uh, effects in in a movie and stuff and you know like kill shots. Like they're saying even how easy people make it seem like in a movie to like just cut somebody's throat they're like no you a a regular human can't just do that just like swish and actually cut somebody's throat like there has to be a specific way you do it there has to be a specific force like that's not something the average person can do so if that's hard i can just imagine ripping off somebody's head i mean to decapitate someone takes some strength so for that bloater to just be like, yeah, okay, this is what we're going to do. I was like, mm. well, like Michelle said, well, he's not interested in infecting him. And I mean, <laughs> I don't know. May- maybe they still can. Maybe there's going to be a headless per- Perry walking around with 
the mice. Mm. I mean, think about it, like all he gotta do is like grow, grow like the little fungus head of lettuce thing. He doesn't really need a head. That's, just, that's like, what I was just thinking, like grow like, from right there and just like like this and this all you said because you don't need to see. No, 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 that's not how cordyceps works. Right, it has to be alive. <laughs> the brain has to be fully intact and functioning and functioning. Okay, well maybe the maybe the head will be just like it'll come out of the head and the head will just be rolling down the road and it'll be like <laughs> like a tumbleweed. It's like no, no, <laughs> absolutely that just, not. You know what that just reminded me. That just reminded me of the little uh, baby doll head from Toy Story, the one with the erector set uh, body. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like we see awesome. Carrie's head ro- rolling down the street with the uh, with the strands as how many people in the Walking Dead shows walk around with body with heads in boxes? <laughs> um. Well, yeah. if you watch, no, let me quit. <laughs> Because that that's actually fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, the heads on spikes and yeah, yeah. No, there's a character who did that on Fear the Walking Dead. He used to carry around heads and boxes, but yeah, yeah. So it it does happen. It it does happen. But um, okay, let's get into let's get to it. Let's get to the hard part. (laughs) So of course, after Kathleen is attacked by the child clicker we cut to an abandoned hotel now a uh, motel now this is this is the other thing i realize y'all are in the motel i realize y'all are just thankful that you're alive why are you sitting in the room of an abandoned motel with the blinds open and the one singular light on like you are signaling to any and everybody heck right here because if any of Kathleen's people did happen to get out and go in the same direction looking for safety, all right, what makes you think they're not going to finish what Kathleen started? And at this they're point, done. they would be even more pissed because they're like, oh, you, us chasing after you, you just got all our people killed. Like, y'all just advertising that you're here. No one survived that. I'm sorry. No, no. Joe, Joe saw them all, all the things running in the opposite direction. I to know. the city. So the city concerned. is trying, the city is concerned right now for themselves. They're not worried about Henry and Sam anymore. No. They're trying to figure out how they're going to survive the night. I'm just saying, right. still, it's kind of like, don't, don't, don't be a beacon and let everybody know, hey, we're here. Because you don't know what else is out there. You don't know who else is out there. Yeah, you got the people in the city. It might be a couple of stragglers somewhere over here. I'm just, I'm just saying, don't, you don't have to advertise yeah. where you are. No, you, you, you're right, but I, I think Joe has, I think he he's savvy enough to know the situation. <laughs> Did you see there. him in this scene? Joe was tired as fuck. Joe was sitting <laughs> on the ground, looking like he was about to pass out from exhaustion. <laughs> Joe was sitting there looking like, what the fuck did we just escape from? Like, he's in shock. He's in shock. I need him to get that that backpack and craft some health reserves or food reserves. Exactly, yeah. Well. We should never find a health kit. (laughs) Right. Well, Well, so at this point, I was like, okay, how's this going to end? Because it's always Ellie and Joe by themselves. So are they gonna go their separate ways? But as he's talking to Henry, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Henry has been bitten. Yeah, I thought I it was Henry. They're going to have to take care that. of Sam. I didn't think it about Oh, Henry. I did. 
not about Henry, but I knew I was like, something's going to, and again, this is my whole thing. I'm, I'm sitting here looking like they have, like when they showed the motel, you very, you see that there's one light on. I really thought that somebody from Kathleen's crew was going to show up and kill them. Especially once Joe was like, I don't know how I'm getting to Wyoming, but if you guys want to come, I was like, Mm-hmm. they're not gonna make it to wyoming i was like because and that's what i thought because he invited i thought it was going to i thought it was going to be henry and that they do take sam and they drop sam off with the lovely family who's looking to adopt a child um you play that out in your head i did that's what i thought that was going to happen <laughs> i thought he was going to say bye my brother i love you you know this is the price i have to pay take our family name and live on and I thought, okay, next episode when they make it to, they're going to drop this little boy off with some family. You know. Oh, but I thought that's what was going to happen. I was like, oh my gosh. Because he, he just looks so sad. And like, yeah, I'll join you. And I'm thinking, oh, hell, he's bit somewhere. And he won't say. I was wrong. But no, it wasn't him. We, we you know, while Joel and Henry are out there just kind of counting their blessings that they are still alive. You know, the kids are in the other room. They're in the bedroom and Ellie is reading to Sam from a comic book that they found in the the little shelter area. And they start having this conversation. And I mean, Sam was looking so sad, but I didn't, I didn't take it to mean that he was dying. I just took it like, okay, he just saw all of this horrible stuff go on. He's only what, nine in this, uh, eight in this um, episode. So I'm like, okay, he's just taking the time to kind of take it all in. And, you know, they start having a conversation. He, he writes to Ellie. He was like, you know, do you ever get scared? And she was like, I'm scared all the time. And they go back and forth with all of this. And, um, you know, after Henry tells them to go to bed or tells Sam to go to bed, when he closes the door, Ellie like tells Sam, hey, get up, let's let's continue reading the comic book. And Sam is just like looking at her. And he was like, um, when when they have the conversation about being scared, Ellie admits she was like, I'm scared of being alone. And then Sam says he sends her a message or he writes a message. And he was like, if you turn into a monster, is there, is there still a part of you inside? And I think when he said that, Ellie knew. And she just kind of looked at him. And the way that he, I'm telling you, Sam's whole demeanor throughout this, this scene, because he was so calm about it. Like he wasn't, he wasn't hysterical. He wasn't upset. It was just kind of one of those things. It, it reminded me of Rosita. Uh, Michelle in The Walking Dead. It was kind of one of those things like he accepted what was about to happen. And mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe because he had been sick before with a disease that that could have killed him. Maybe he was just kind of like, okay, you know what? It is what it is. It is it's happened. You know, he lifts up his pant leg and he he has been infected. And again, according to the poster that we saw in the um QZ. It, if you get infected in the leg, it takes 12 to 24 hours before you you become, you know, quote unquote infected. So at this point, this is when Ellie is thinking, she was like, oh, wait a minute. She was like, my blood is medicine. And she cuts her hand open and she puts her open 
wound on top of his wound, thinking that her blood will be able to cure him. And I felt so bad because when, when she did that, I was like, maybe I was, there was like a slight part of me that was like, maybe there's hope, maybe it'll slow it down or something. And no, no, I had, no, I had two thoughts. My no. first thought was, it don't work like that. And my second thought was, yo, she actually might make it worse. Well, my, the third but, thought was, you need more blood than that, honey. You're going to have to cut, you know, let him suck on the blood, pour some actual blood on it, not just a little bit of... You have to do a transfusion. Right. You need something. to cut a, a larger hole in your arm. Yeah. My fourth thought, your four by four thought was, bitch, you're not a vampire. What the hell are you doing? What are you trying, <laughs> are you trying to turn him? But like, you know, stop. the other thing was when when she put her hand on his um and his on his leg and she closes her eyes and it's almost like I don't know if she's praying or if she's just kind of like please work please work. But you remember in the earlier episodes we were talking about when she first encounters the clicker in the museum and the way she kind of closed her eyes when it approached. You know, there's been the the question of whether or not she can actually feel these things or if she can control something, you know, and it was just one of those things where I felt like, okay, maybe her doing this, maybe she can communicate with it, tell it to slow down, whatever it is until they can figure out something. I, I don't know, but I, there was a small part of me that was hoping, okay, let, let this do something. Please don't kill this baby in this episode. And then, you like, know, all I, all I saw was what's his name in green mile when he was trying to heal the little girls and he was like, it's too much. I can't take it out of him. I, I was like, take oh, it back. Is... I can't take it back. I can't yeah. take it back. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, come yeah. on. Why you got to kill the little black boy? Like, you can't do that. Again, like, I, I thought she might be accelerating the issue. Yeah, I think she probably yeah. did, too. She she probably could have because, I mean, it's what maybe the next morning when she wakes up because he tells her to stay awake with him. And I think she maybe she just dozed off for a little i don't know but he was sitting on the side of the bed towards the window which i'm thinking he probably did that before he turned like he wanted to see the sun the you know one last time because again he was very calm i think he knew that he was gonna die and when she goes over and she tries to touch him it's so strange because she she she's making noise when she gets out of the chair she says hey he doesn't turn it's not until she actually touches him that he turns towards her and we see that he's changed and of course he attacks her she runs out of the room and he attacks her on the ground and joel and henry are asleep in the other room and they both wake up and they're panicking joel goes for the gun but henry gets it first and he points it at joel when joel tries to go and stop sam he shoots the gun at joel's feet so that joel can't move and then I guess when he turns around and he looks at the situation and he hears Ellie screaming, he real it's like at that point it clicked in his mind that that's not my brother. And he shoots him and kills him. And then it's like at that same moment, that's when it clicked in his mind again. Oh, that's my little brother. You know what I'm saying? Because you can mm-hmm. see the horror on his face. And it's one of those where it's kind of like, I feel like he had so many emotions. It was one of those things like, Oh my God, he got, he got bit. He got infected. Oh my God, I just shot my brother. And then I think the thing that probably really got to him, not only thinking about, I just had to kill my brother, but it was, 
I did all of this for nothing. He ended up dying anyway, just like Kathleen said. You know, like I gave up a good man. I All these people died. Kathleen is dead. Her soldiers are dead. All of these people died for me to keep him safe. And he still ended up dead anyway. And I think in that moment, Henry felt a lot of guilt. He probably felt a lot of shame. And he probably felt like hopeless. Because at that point, you've been doing everything to protect your brother. And now he's gone in the worst possible way. Like if there is any indicator that you have failed as a protector, it's what's laying on the floor in front of you now. But see, this is where Kate was telling him, Kathleen was telling him, you can't play with fate. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this is what happens when you play with fate. And just to back up for a moment, Michelle pointed this out to me when we were watching it. Like he didn't hear Ellie because he's deaf. So she's saying, she's speaking to him and Sam can't hear her. He doesn't even know that she's there until she touches him. Oh yeah, you're and right. That's, yeah, that's why he turned and attacked because he, yeah. he, he's, yeah, he's deaf. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So it's possible that maybe he, he turned away from her. So maybe he was cos, cogs, cog, cos, cognizant. Cognizant. Enough. To know that if um if if I can't see her, I'm not going to attack her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And then we gotta look at um Henry, all that what Hanako said. Plus, he has never killed anybody. Right. And, and the first, first person, person he killed you kill is your is brother. your little brother. Yep. I just Man. when I tell you, I can't I even imagine like, like, fake. I was trying not to cry in this episode. I was like, I'm not going to cry because I, but it just, I think the thing that really got me, like the Sam thing, like I said, up to a point, I started expecting it. But I didn't expect Henry until I started seeing the way he was looking at Joel when Joel was trying to get the gun from him. I was like, oh, when he's looking, he was like, what did I do? What did I do? I said, he about to shoot himself. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what he did. And it was just, Oh, that tore my heart out. I was like, I knew they weren't going to be around longer than the episode, but still it's like. It didn't have to go down like this. Man. Man. I got to give it to whoever to get do the plate Henry because his facial expressions after he shot Sam, when he was like processing everything was just like impeccable. Like he, he nailed like you, he really didn't have to say anything. You could see literally in his face, like him, his face said everything that needed to be said. It's like even when Joel was like, "Give me the gun, come on, give me the gun." He's like, "What have I done?" You, you could see like his face was just like pleading, like, "Please yeah. tell me I didn't do this. I I didn't tell me tell me this is my fault. Tell me I didn't." It's like and it's like he couldn't find the answer. You could see that he was he was desperately trying to find an answer to what happened and to what he did, but he wasn't finding anything. And it's just like that feeling of hopelessness, like right at the end when he was like looking, he was kind of looking down. He just went. Because you see see the blood running and that's what the camera was focusing on. The blood running down the. It was a really good job. I mean, these little tips, they did. I mean, this is going to really hurt them come come awards time because like who do you give supporting actor to? I mean, it's like I mean, you got a point. 
<laughs> it's like you give it to Nick, you give it to you give it to Bill or Frank, you give it to um what's the name who played um Tess. You give it to either one of these two. Like who do you give it to? Like for real. It's like this is I mean, these performances are crazy, like really fucking good. Man. But it's like Okay, we're going into episode six now, so there are three more episodes. Like, who else are we about to meet? Oh wait, we got. But hold on, hold on. We can't, we can't skip over after they buried him, and it's like she takes this little boy. Shout out to them bringing back the little that little pool thing that he used to communicate. Because I had like a ton of those as a kid. Oh and my this god, one was a so Woody Woodpecker one. I had, I had two of those. It was fucking awesome. But it's like. When she wrote "I'm sorry" and put it down, and she, she just started walking, like she's so fucking numb now. It's like yeah, crazy. she is. And now, that was the be? sad part of the episode too. Yeah, yeah, because she just started walking. She was like, "Come on," because she like really she she actually kind of t- like, she kind of turned into Joel. Yeah, yeah. she she turned kind of turned into Joel in this episode at the end. I was like, oh, and I, I felt is, so bad. It's really hard to see when kids lose hope, like. Yeah. They're our last group that has the hope when everyone else's hope mm-hmm. is gone. And to see that gone, that's horrible. I, I think the, the really heartbreaking thing for me with Ellie too is that she really, really, truly in her th- heart thought that she was going to be able to save Sam. You know, it's like mm-hmm. yeah. from the beginning, Marlene tells her, you know, there's something special about you. You've been bitten, like, not once. She's been bitten twice since we've met her, you know? Mm-hmm. And she hasn't turned. She hasn't had any symptoms. And she really is believing this thing about, oh, her blood is the key. So in, in her young mind, why wouldn't that work? Like, instead of diluting it and doing whatever it is that you're doing, hey, here's the source. Take it. And for her to realize that that's not the case, you know that has to, like you said, Michelle, she has no hope now. She's like, why are we even doing this? Mm-hmm. That poor child. I just, ugh. I swear to God. Like, she she took to Sam so quickly. Like, she really became a big sister to him. And she she really needed that. And now that's gone. And it's just, like you said, I feel like she's gonna probably be like Joel because she's gonna be like, yeah, I, I don't need to know nothing else. Like, I met Tess, started bonding with her. She's gone. She didn't. She didn't get to meet Bill and Frank, but she knew enough about them to where she's like, oh, okay. Well, they were supposed to be great and help us out, and now they're gone. And now you got Sam gone, and Henry's gone. It's just, oh, that poor baby. Dude, for us having to having to go through these heartbreaks every week, just. I'm like, who are we gonna meet next week? That's gonna die. <laughs> well, I don't know. We, we we get back to meeting her brother. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, we see Tommy. Yeah, we're supposed to see Tommy again next week. So I'm just, I I don't know how I feel about that because I'm like, if it gets if it's one of those things where Tommy and Joel are gonna be going at each other, I'm not sure I want to see that. I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, most some of us have heard have heard how this kind of turns out in the game. So it's like, 
Mm. I haven't. I spe I have speculations, but I'm not gonna say them because I'm yeah, I just I kind of want to see how this unfolds because like I do too. Said, um most of us are not familiar with the game, so I don't know a lot of the story. I do know that they have taken some deviations and they've added some things like Anthony said, Kathleen is not in the game. So the fact that they added her in there and kind of created a little bit more background or a little more, you know, um, exposition for the story. I, I love it. So I really don't want to know what happens, but of course I feel like because they've kind of introduced this conflict between Joel and Tommy, you know, and, and they're kind of estranged now, even though, yes, they're going to be glad to see each other. Uh, under what circumstances are they going to see each other? Like, obviously, Tommy has found himself with another group, and we just don't know how that's going to go. Mm -mm. So, so I just, I, I don't know. I don't want to be reintroduced to Tommy just to lose him in the same episode or lose him in the next episode. I, I really hope that's not where we're going. But I like, I don't even know for the second game. I don't even know if Joel, Joel and Ellie are alive for the second game. Like that's how much I've stayed away from any game news because I, I'm like, I don't play the game anyway. I don't want, I don't want to be spoiled. I just want to see what they're going to do with the show, but I'm very um, stressed and worried, but yeah, it, it it's going to be okay. I think maybe. We just have to remember the title. I know. The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Oh, Lord. I know. Man. I know. And do we so, have anything else we need to discuss about this episode? This this um, is so depressing. Just... Shout out to shout out to Adam Basil. He's the dude that played the bloater. Um, he's like six six and some ridiculous amount of weight. And it's like he, I mean, he's been in Venom. He was in the one of the live action Beauty and the Beast, and he's been in two Venoms. Is saying here, but he basically does. He's basically a stunt man, so he didn't need to have. I mean, he didn't need to have any lines. They said that the suit that he wore for the bloater was like eighty pounds. But his name's Adam Basil. I just wanted to give him a shout out because he did good. Um, shout out to um the guy that 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 hid them. Because I had to go, I actually once, I actually had to go back. The guy that played Edelstein, I had to go back and think about the scene where she, where Kathleen was interrogating him, and I was like, he really hid, like what they said. Like he did a really good job of not giving in to her and telling her where he was. Mm -hmm. Like when yeah. you think, when you think yeah. about, yeah, when you go back and think about that scene, I was like, shit, okay, like he, he basically really held it down. Yeah, I mean, I guess because even, even the person who who ratted him out, she was like, "He's one." She was like, "Well, he did a hell of a lot better job of keeping it quiet than you guys did." Because she, yeah. you know, again, that's somebody that she she's known all her life, someone that she trusted. So she was like, yeah, hey, "What?" Yeah. Which probably also contributed to her her um her vendetta against Henry because this is somebody that she knew. Somebody that she trusted, and mm -hmm. this is somebody you she delivered ended up having me. to kill. And then you know she probably blamed that on Henry too, like oh because of you, you know he was helping you. I had to kill him, so she probably blames that on him too. 
And I want to uh, give a shout out to the collaborators meeting because do they meet? They all know each other. Like, do y'all meeting rooms say, I gave up such and such? I gave up such and such. This is where we're going to hide this group of people. Well, that, that's the game that, that Federal would play. Oh, well, you know, such and such told us this. So, so they, you gotta give us something else. Yeah, yeah they they play. They they kind of knew who was who. Yeah, they play each other. Play mm. them against each other. Or, but I mean, so. if you yeah, if you think about it, maybe they didn't know each other, but Fedra probably kept records. And of course, once the revolutionaries took over Fedra, uh-huh. they probably had access to all of that stuff. Like, oh, okay. And right. then of course, they were also torturing all of the Fedra soldiers and everything. So they probably got some information like, mm-hmm. oh, so who collaborated with you? Oh, so who collaborated with you? Oh, okay, so let's go start. Mm-hmm. That That's probably what happened. I mean, old, or, or it's kind of easy. He had like 25 knives in his body. I'm sure after the first three or four, he probably gave a few names up. And also it's kind of right. easy. Like, okay, Jim over there with his wife, Sarah, Sarah's dying. And then next week she looks healthy as a horse. But then the neighbor across the street mm. been pulled out their house. Yeah. What was yeah, the other thing your that she specified? She was like, so was it worth selling your neighbors out for like medicine and this and and fucking apples? I was like, oh, so somebody walking around with an apple. She was like, oh, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, I can't. I can defend the medication. I can't defend the apples. Well, the I mean, apples go with. Starving and you yeah, you're starving. Like, if you, you know, if your children are starving. You probably would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for, think for about food. those rations, so medicine and, and food. Yeah, think about the rations. I mean, they they went through all those cans for 11 days, and they were just grateful for the little scraps that Joel and Ellie gave them. You know, yeah, because it yeah. was like, oh, we have food now. Yeah, your yeah. people were eating that beef jerky, that big, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So and I mean, uh, they had you know, they had cookies or something because they got stuff yeah, in the some... house. But yeah. they were still rationing. No, I'm talking about like the other people are eating like beef jerky, crumb oh. crumbs. So Fred was like, "Who? We see that your child is malnourished. Would you like a basket of fruit?" Mm-hmm. I mean, the like apple a, a day keeps the twenty-year-old Chef Boyardee. We're right. So an apple a day keeps them stitches okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh, also, also that um, uh, I like how they're doing the fan service, but I like how they're just incorporating the game and the show because if you go and look, literally that last scene in the ho- the motel was exactly the cut scene in the um. In, in the, the show, okay, they're staying really true mm-hmm. to it in the game. I'm sorry, mm, they are, yeah. And I, so, I also mentioned this, um, I mentioned this in the chat, but what we're going to do once we finish the regular episode coverage, we are actually going to do a bonus episode for The Last of Us. We're going to have a few um gamers who have played the game come on the show, and we're going to talk to them about what they thought um carlos who was one of our longtime loyal listeners he's been listening to the show since the beginning he's also a co-worker of mine and anthony he's gonna he, be one he of the probably people. was he was listening to the show in your office before we actually recorded the show <laughs> probably <laughs> so but he's gonna be one of the people that we talk to because he's a huge gamer and he is known for hating pretty much all video game adaptations because he said they would never them. get it right 
And after the first episode of this, he walked into my office. He was like, this is how you fucking do a video game adaptation. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk to you. We're Mm -hmm. definitely going to talk to you. (laughs) So we're going to do that because I do want to see how it holds up against the video game. But I also want to see what it, you know, what they like or dislike about the stuff that they added or that they changed. So, you know, again, none of us play the game. Michelle has a, a little bit of knowledge of it. My, uh, Anthony has a little bit of knowledge because they have family members who play it. So we're going to end up doing that um, sometime next month after the final episode airs. We only got three episodes left, y'all. Yes. Yeah. But oh, um, the other quick, thing, um... oh, I'm sorry. The other thing is for the next episode, you get Rutina Wesley. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. If y'all don't know who Rutina Wesley is, first of all, you need to climb from up under the rock that you're under. But anyway, uh, <laughs> oh. she was Tara in two, True Blood. She was Jocelyn in The Walking oh. Dead. Those are the shows I know her from. She's also like one of the stars of Queen Sugar. So huge huge talent i'm so excited to see what she's going to do in the show but anyway i'm sorry mike go ahead <laughs> um real quick um melanie melanie linsky's husband is john ritter that's um john ritter's son you know the guy from three's company i found that out when i was uh when i was looking her up after the first episode jason ritter is her husband um jason ritter yes yeah but um because i was like no that's the wrong jay but yeah jason ritter is her husband but um yeah, yeah I, I looked that up when I saw it. When I was like I said, I was looking, I was like, I know her for someone, but it just wasn't clicking in my brain. And then when she did that monologue in, in the bedroom, I was like, she had the baby in the bar. Like that was, I don't know, I don't remember how long ago that movie was, but that's just one of those one of those lines that you say it out loud and you automatically know what movie it comes from and what scene it is. So that that's just one of those things. But um anyway and special fuck you to people who are talking about her being too fat for the role we like, even all, all the motherfuckers because, can kiss my ass yeah we, we're not I even mean, going it was that's such, I, I hate it i hate it when people do this shit it's like why are you so concerned about it's like you can't again just like we talked about in episode episode one or episode two you can't get accurate adaptations for these things unless you have the actual people playing the part it doesn't so even like, matter about it being accurate why are you worried about whether or not it, she exactly it really doesn't anyway. she was made up i'm confused she was yeah. made up some dumbass model said something about her not looking like she was in an apocalypse because she didn't look like she was missing yeah. any I, some some bullshit. She had anyway. missed any meals. I was yeah. like, bitch, Whatever. bitch. First of all, Whatever. That uh, just, that look that, that just, just goes act- to show that we could we could survive in a, a a zombie apocalypse and be just fine. So whatever. Anyway, correct. Whatever. I'm confused. I'm still confused because if you want to go that route, then everybody, everybody, nobody should have no lean muscle. Everybody, everybody close should be falling off. If we don't go that route, response to it because she was like, "I'm the person that was responsible for taking down Fedra." Like, I don't have to look a particular way for that. I was like, "Yeah, bitch, she was the one that took down the goddamn government." Fuck you. Yeah. Right. Anyway, yeah. whatever. 
But too bad that didn't that that didn't help her when it came to the clickers. But you know, no, it did, no, not. It did not. No, it didn't. You know, it is what it is. Anyway, wow, any, wow. Any final thoughts on this heartbreaking episode of The Last of Us? Man, I'm good. I, I I just don't. I don't expect expect any of them to have happy endings anymore. I'm just expecting like someone to get killed. I'm like, yeah. I can't get comfortable with anybody. I'm just looking. I'm like, it's just the last of us. We definitely know. Just you know, enjoy them while they're there because they're probably not going to yeah. make it to the end of the episode. So, and exactly. if they grand do, opening, I'm still going to be cautious. I'm still going to be like, hmm. Okay, so next episode you're going to die. I mean, because we said it about Kathleen's character. We were like, what was it you said, Mike? He was like, yeah, she's probably a two-episode arc. Yep, mm-hmm. definitely. That's grand opening, grand it. closing. You ain't going to be here that long. Don't get comfortable. Right. Don't even sit down. Just keep walking that way, and then, yeah, we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. With your gun pointed. That's why I'm, I'm worried about worried about Tommy. I'm like, because uh, we said the same thing about because Tess seemed like a character where they would be like, we can't get rid of her. So it's like, I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we started with the first episode, so facts. All right, with Sarah. So every episode, just like you, we lose somebody. Anyone, we're like, yeah. why? It could be anyone. Yep. Anybody can get it. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll see how, no fun, how things with Tommy go in the next episode. But um, before we go, I'm just gonna put this reminder out there again. Uh, members of the Phantom Hybrid podcast, we will be appearing at Atlanta Comic Convention at the end of this month. Michelle, Casey, and I will be doing two Walking Dead-based panels. Anthony and I will be doing a Father Knows Worst panel. So if you guys are in Atlanta, February 24th through 26th, come to the World Conference Center and hang out with us. Come listen to us talk some geek stuff and listen to come, come see some other things. They've got lots of people coming. Like They've got, lots. I think, like a hundred people from The Walking Dead coming, and well, maybe not quite that many, but they have. I mean, literally, they <laughs> have like I think they have thirteen. They just announced uh, Josh Hamilton and Alexander Breckenridge uh, today, and uh, Giancarlo Esposito is going to be there. They've got some voice actors from like Dragon Ball Z, and they've got all kinds of people coming. Um, I went to Pandemic last year, which is uh, part of what this con has morphed into. And it was a very fun experience. So uh, if you're looking for something geeky to do at the end of the month, come to the ATL Comic Convention. Um, information is on their website at www.atlcomicconvention.com. We will post information about our panels on our website, phantomhybrid.com. But for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can chat with us on our Discord channel. You can watch us on our YouTube channel, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Bye.